Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Drop Temp Coffee Podcast. This is Tim and... Carrie. Hey, nice to hear everybody out there. And by the way, Carrie, that was an amazing show that you put on last week with Brenda from Salvi Island. What a great show that was. It was an amazing show. It was a great insight for Brenda to really tell her story. And I wanted to make sure that the episode really represented that and the feedback that I've gotten from listeners and especially from Brenda talking about the show. It was it was great. A lot of people enjoyed it. And I'm pretty proud that we were able to share her story. Yeah, it was a great, it's a great story anyway, but it was a great episode. Well done. Well Thank done. you. So I managed to actually travel last week, went down to the Bay Area to do some coffee drinking. It's pretty fun down there. A lot of good people down there. And that kind of leads me to uh, to the subject matter this week. I, I'd really like to talk about friendships and developing relationships in coffee. I'm down for that. Well, cool. This is the thing. I go into work whenever I'm working, and I get to go into the roastery, and I get to talk to people who are my friends, like you. Well, with that said, we also personally would like to say thank you to Brandon. We are moving forward with the installation of our new roaster. Yay! I know, right? It's been really a challenge. So many setbacks. It's like, someone says this, someone says that. Just fingers are pointing a finger pointing and who's who but we got it all sorted out and we're on the path of installation so tim congratulations again on your roaster i'm really really excited for you well thank you carrie appreciate i'm gonna kind of start this in a productive way i appreciate you carrie elliott i appreciate you and the fact that you're a friend and every time i go in and go to roaster that you are there as support emotionally occasionally physically one of the nicer people I know in this industry. It's kind of funny because the relationships that I grow in the coffee industry are all very similar of mind. They all have a, a similar way of thinking about things. Yeah, and I do support you, Tim, and I appreciate you when it comes to me trying to figuring out things and getting your input really helps me with my narrative and trying to sort out things which would be best for my roasting business and so you can only give advice right right that's exactly right i think you said that earlier today when you were making fun of me <laughs> okay so uh tim was with his employees sharia and bowie they were doing some bagging and roasting today hey here's the sharia and bowie thanks guys yeah and they were both in there and all of a sudden i was telling sharia how i know these quote-unquote Tim isms. Uh, there are certain things that Tim says and his body language that I've picked up from him for the past what three years that I've known you. Yeah. And so, yeah. Tim, I've learned a lot from Tim. So, I uh, I was imitating you, and you can only give advice, right? And you can, you know, it. You t you take that advice or something like that, and then. Oh, oh, one of the things was like, you know what? That's a great idea. And actually, I think you should pursue that. And as you could tell, well, I'm doing the body language. And Sharia and Bowie were just laughing their butts off. Well, if I, I might be a little predictable at this point. But, you know, I'm kind of old. And it makes sense to be predictable, I think, kind of. No, it's, I don't think age is a factor into, you know, uh, how your Tim-isms are. It's just that I don't that's know. They're so well-practiced, though. That's the point. 
been around for 55 years. I've always talked with my hands. People will know me. The Actually, I got to hand it to you. You would have been me except for the lack of facial hair. That would have been, that's really scary. <laughs> you know, you know, what's really interesting is that I share a birthday with your wife. Oh, I, I know. Gemini. Ugh. Oh, don't cross a Gemini, yeah, man. Yeah, don't ever do that. It's a bad idea. <laughs> hey, Holly. <laughs> hey, how you doing? <laughs> uh, yes, my coffee roastery is female veteran owned by Miss Holly Howard. Or is it Ms.? Or is it Mrs.? I think it's Holly Howard. Just saying. Holly Howard. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I'm i lucky that I get to work with a whole bunch of people that are friends. And we've had a couple of those people on here to speak with us. And there are a bunch of other people out there that uh, we'll give some shout-outs to. Like, we love you, Emily. <laughs> Emily, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> But I also want to thank the guys at Cafe Imports. Those guys are really nice to me when I got started. They really helped me down the road. Yeah, Cafe Imports are a green coffee importing company based out of, uh, what is it, Minneapolis, Minnesota? Mm-hmm. How was that experience building that relationship with Cafe Imports when you first started? Well, I had I had a pretty tight budget. I wanted to get enough coffee, be able to, to get a, a maybe a better price. And I went around and called several of the larger companies who really couldn't help me not to do what I wanted to do. And then Cafe Imports came up, and um, I met them at a coffee fest. Coffee fest is a trade show that goes on a couple of times a year in a couple of different cities. It's coming up in New York, by the way. Anybody out there should go out and see it. I think that's next month. Anyway, um, so I met Cafe Imports at a coffee fest, and they invited me to give them a call back, and I did. And I was super grateful that they sold me a coffee that I actually started winning competition medals with. So thank you, Cafe Imports. Awesome. It's kind of leaning into the conversation of building the foundation of the coffee relationship. And I would have to say when I first started roasting, a lot of the resource and the information, it's not so much friendship, but kind of figuring out my coffee roasting journey from other people within the coffee community was through Facebook, right? And this is kind of like how Tim and I actually met. It's true. It was through a uh, home roasting Facebook group. And Tim posted something, something about your coffee. I don't exactly remember what the post was, but you mentioned how you were from Milwaukee, Oregon. And I think I posted a meme that said, Heidi ho neighbor. Like, uh, what is it? What's his name? The uh, neighbor, uh, Ned Flanders. Yeah, yeah. The Heidi ho. <laughs> and then I think you reached out to me. We started messaging each other on Facebook Messenger. And then I met you at kitchen caboodle in beaverton because you were doing the demos for the espresso machine while selling your bags of coffee and that's where we met and then that was the first time we i actually met noreen briefly because she was asking you questions right and in a way we kind of met each other we reconnected again in early 2020 and i forgot that i met noreen at Kitchen Caboodle because she came and she was like, oh, yeah, I know you. I'm like, I don't know you. And she's like, yeah, Kitchen Caboodle. I'm like, oh, okay, 
click click everything's making sense yeah that's that uh that facebook group actually had a bunch of really good people out there become coffee professionals i've been watching that group for a while now there are a couple of people but of course the ones i'm most fond of are you and me (laughs) it's because hey hey you know um i will say this it's it's nice when you find common ground with people and you can bring that out in a way that allows you to grow emotionally and, and you know, hopefully physically when, when it comes down to it. You know, like that's the thing. I'm very appreciative. I think it's super important to know that there's always somebody that's better than you that you can learn from. At least that's always been true for me. It's always been true for me. Yeah, I, no, I'm sorry. I, no, I had it's a okay. Yaw- it's I'm, okay. It's three o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm just. Uh, it's Friday. I'm tired. <laughs> we're we're recording this episode a couple of days later than we normally have. Tim and I had a uh, discussion. We yeah. Tim and I had a discussion, which led into a disagreement and we both had to put each other in time out and think about things yeah it's true it's true but that's a good show of the way friendships work right right mm. i mean we're human beings we're business owners but we're human beings sometimes we have our emotions we express our emotions in ways that maybe some people are not ready to be receptive of those emotions because when you react in a certain way you expect the other person to be on that level like you are to be that receptive but the with the disagreement we had it was you had a strong emotion going but i'm not i wasn't ready to receive that uh, emotion that you were having and thus the disagreement happened well here's the good thing right i think i think that the best part of having a disagreement is when you realize that you can get past it because there are these moments for me where I've had disagreements with people and I've always been fearful of that disagreement leading us to not getting along. You know, I think we're all, we're all kind of products of our environments in that way. Because I know for me, there have been people that haven't continued a relationship in that case. And so be it, right? People have the right to make that choice. I'm just glad you're here. Thank you. Yeah, I'm same here. And like, I look at me and Tim's relationship, like we're brother and sister, right? Right. He's like my older brother and I'm the kid's sister. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We agree on a lot of things, right? And again, we have those disagreements. Sometimes we just need to go to our bedrooms. We need to separate, go to the bedrooms, think about what, what we said or done to that other person. And then we come out of the bedrooms and then we sort out and talk about the issue at hand and see what what can we do moving forward to not be in that predicament again, right? Right, and both sides of that conversation always learn from something. And that really is about the personal growth side of things. I, I've always seen personal growth being directly synonymous with the, with the business getting better. And it's a professionalism too, mm-hmm. right? Is. And it's it's a way for as a business owner, looking at a problem, facing the problem, and learning how to digest, process from that situation. And whether you make good choices or bad choices, at the end of the day, you try to solve the problem, you think back about what went right, what went wrong, and 
you move forward and you learn next time if that certain situation pops up. I will say this. It's been an amazingly busy week since you and I had our discussion, right? Like, it's been a crazy busy week. It has been a, a crazy busy week. There was a lot of emotions going through. I made the decision to close the cafe at the roastery just because of there's a lot the economy right now the state of the economy is is slow in growth it's january and for me what's really important talking about the fallout of our discussion and how we talked about it i think as business owners and as people as ourselves we need to have a mental health break we need to take a step back and if you have to close for a day or an hour or whatever time you need to reset refocus plan strategize take that time and that's really really important you know there's a part of me that really needed that where i needed to figure things out from that perspective but at the same time i really love connecting with people i love connecting with coffee and i was in the shop the other day i had the lights off the clothes sign on i was just fulfilling online orders doing my thing i had three customers walk in and ask me, hey, are you open? Even though I had the lights off, clothes sign on. They still walked in, but because they saw my truck in the front, right? I'm not going to say no if they want to come in for a latte. I mean, it's not because of the money, right? It's about connecting with the customers. And that's one thing that really breaks my heart is being away from the shop. I'm not connecting with the customers, but then at the same time, I also have to focus on myself. Now, wait a minute. You have a crowdfunding campaign going for a new coffee location, correct? I am, yes. All right, so let's give some time to that. I mean, here's the thing, Carrie. I think that that your capabilities behind an espresso machine vastly outperform mine. I, I think you're much better back there than I have ever been. I will agree with you on that. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be like, oh Tim Shucks. I will I will agree. I I do have a little bit better barista skills than you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's the thing. You you always get better. And man, do we have some plans for that we're not gonna tell anybody about right now. Oh no. We have a lot of plans for drop temp yeah but for elliot and murray um there are some plans in place and in order for me to thrive as a cafe owner and to have like a coffee shop where the exposure the visibility of elliot and murray i have to raise money and what i'm finding out really the reason why i did the crowdfunding campaign is to not only drum up interest and show and like be People are able to show their support, right, by donating. Whether it's a dollar or five dollars, it doesn't matter. You're you're supporting a small business owner like myself, right? And I have an existing business. I have a concept going, a pre-concept, as a lot of business analysts would say. But this is putting something into a full concept of what I can imagine Elliot and Murray can be. There's a lot more that Elliot and Murray can offer. This this is just a stepping stone, is being able to be in a better location than the business part that we're in uh, to be able to connect with more people and have them enjoy the coffee that I roast. Uh, so real quick, I want to wrap it up here, but pretty much I have a campaign on ifundwomen.com. 
I'd be more than happy to leave a link in the episode description. If you guys are interested in checking it out and want to support me, I would really appreciate that. The goal that I'm trying to do is raise $50,000, which is going to help with rent, equipment. It's going to help with payroll, training, and what have you to really get kind of the ball rolling with the cafe. And also, you know, I'm also trying, I'm working uh, with a couple of nonprofits to see if I'd be able to get a loan down the road as well to keep that kind of rocking and rolling. So, no, I, and the thing that I can say is you deserve every help that you get. And I know that people have been responding to you, and I'm sure that they're going to continue responding to you. This is the thing the, the idea of friendship behind the coffee industry is way more about understanding where somebody's coming from and trying to be as helpful as you possibly can. Right. Just because I'm not the one that wants the cafe doesn't mean that you shouldn't. Right. Right. And so that's kind of what differs is that for you, the model of a cafe doesn't fit into your business. Where for me, I feel like that actually falls into what Eliana Murray's envisioning and what what it is all about. So that's how I view my strategy, my plan. But. What's great is that you can only give me advice, right? Like, of I'll, course. Of yeah, course. you still support me no matter what, even though you see how, I mean, you have your business, you see how it's run in one way, and then I see how I run, I envision my business in the other way, but we're still friends and we still support each other, right? Of course. Of course. Every day of the week. That's a nice thing, again, but going into drop temp and getting my work done, I'm surrounded by a bunch of very supportive people very supportive people and we can work together and maybe even disagree at times and still work together and produce the kind of coffee that people want to drink and ultimately i think that's what it is it doesn't matter whether you have a cafe or you do commercial roasting exclusively right right? you just want people to enjoy the coffee and that's what we definitely have in common down only are we have that passion for coffee but we make sure that the quality of our coffee is excellent and that it gets out to as many households as we can for them to enjoy that amazing cup of coffee. No, completely agree. It's kind of interesting. We can use the same coffee and get completely different results, right? Isn't that amazing? Well, yeah, the other day when I roasted up that Guatemalan coffee, I had that past crop coffee and then I used that other Guatemalan that you had, both wash processed Guatemalan coffee, and like I was telling you, it was a happy accident because I forgot to raise the gas level on the roaster and I let it just stay on one gas setting and just completely roasted. Didn't think about, I don't know what happened. I honestly don't know. But it came out, it was a little bit lighter than I normally do it. So I was a little nervous about that, whether I baked the coffee or not. I dropped it and then let it degas. And I swear within like one to two hours after, as the coffee is sitting in the tub, it's off-gassing that it smelled like milk chocolate. I just was like, oh my gosh, this smells like a freaking Hershey bar. What the hell did I do? And I'm like <laughs> trying to go and analyze like, what did I do? And I'm like, ah, it was the gas. I didn't raise the gas up. And that must have been it. Or it could have been the past crop coffee or the other Guatemalan. I don't know, but it smelled amazing. And it tasted amazing. It's crazy. It's like, it smelled like milk chocolate. 
But when I cupped it, it had apple and pear. It was the craziest thing ever. Right. That's exactly right. Like this, the, the thing about style, style and coffee roasting directly affects the way the coffee can turn out. The methods and the theory that you have behind it can directly affect the way coffee is. I'll tell, tell everybody a little secret. We all basically have to buy from the same sources. We do. We honestly, it's. I think I've talked about this on another episode. It's like having uh, five roasters, one single coffee from a micro lot from a small farm, and say, okay, your five roasters take the same exact coffee, roast it, and you will have five different results from that roast. It's true. You ever heard the Cascade Cup coffee roasting? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Our friends at Buckman, well, thank you guys. We can't wait to do it again. But they do that. You buy coffee, and everybody who enters the competition buys exactly the same coffee. Yeah, Brenda uh, was talking about that. Well, we, we love you, Brenda. Hey, Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, uh, she, she talked about that as she was in a roasting competition. It wasn't necessarily Buckman, but it was... Uh, another roasting competition they were taking a, a coffee and they had to figure out how to roast it so that was a really interesting story so if you guys want to hear about that you got to listen to the previous episode really cool story great episode great episode well done by the way thanks see what happens again <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> when you're friends you can leave and and nothing is to worry about at all there were, you did a phenomenal job Thank you. Thank yeah, you. You're welcome. There were a lot of people to give shout outs to. And in this case, I think one of the things that you're going to find anywhere in the coffee, you look for people who have the same kind of thought process. You look for the people who want the same kind of goals. You find yourself hanging out with those people a lot. And you end up building each other's energies up and the positivity. You get all that stuff out of a personal relationship. You know, it's really interesting about meeting other roasters. Are you playing footsie with me? Sorry, not <laughs> not on purpose. I don't play footsie with my sister. <laughs> I don't do that. That doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. So, Coffee Fest 2021, November, I met the owners and the roasters of Taklama Roasting, and I'm so sorry if I'm butchering the name, but they're based out of Roseburg, Oregon. I've been following these guys for a long time. They are a indigenous, native-owned coffee roasting company in Roseburg. Really amazing guys, and I saw them at Coffee Fest, and I acted like a fangirl. I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, hi! I'm Carrie from Elliot and Murray Coffee Roasters. I've been following you guys on Instagram. It is so nice to meet you. <laughs> and the guys were so sweet. They're like, yeah, we've been following you too. What was it? Back in the shutdown of March 2020, I bought some t-shirts from them and they noticed that it said Elliot and Murray on the thing and they were really appreciative that one roaster from the Portland area was actually supporting them and that made an impact because they recognized me at the show and they're like, hey, Elliot and Murray Coffee Brothers, oh my gosh, like, how are you? We had small talk and just kind of talking about business and everything and how the specialty coffee market is in Southern Oregon. And it was just really great conversation. I met with those guys. I met the owner of Ava Rosteria. I also met 
well, I've met people from Relevant Coffee in Vancouver, Washington. I'm trying to think who else that I, I met. A, I met a lot of people at Coffee Fest. That was a great Coffee oh. Fest. I mean, it was relatively small too this year, and we still had. I mean, I was able to connect with with people I know at Cafe Creole. Um, I saw Joey there. Yeah, yeah, so we met with. By the way, we love you, Joey. Hey, Joey. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, the guys at Delano's in Seattle. Honestly, those guys are super nice. Always have been. Always have been. Really great backstory about Delano's. I heard about it, the CEO, actually on a podcast. It was with Chris DeFirio. Oh, yeah. Hi, Chris. I, hey, Chris. I met Chris at Coffee Fest. He was there because he usually does classes for Coffee Fest. So I got to meet Chris DeFirio in person. Really amazing guy. And he actually did an interview. He does his Founders Friday episode, and he did it with the owner of Delano's which was a really cool episode. This guy was a BMX pro, and then he got into coffee roasting from there. And it's kind of like how you have it, because you were ex-pro uh, skater. Yep, it's true. It's funny how that works, right? Like Brandon from Primo Coffee Roasting Equipment happens to be a guy who surfs regularly and snowboards. And then we got a bunch of people who snowboarding up here, like uh, Mount Hood Coffee Roasters. Hey, Mount Hood Coffee Roasters. They're, you know, that's the coolest thing, right? Like... Who knew that BMX Pro would turn into a coffee roaster? Who would know that an ex-pro skateboarder like yourself would be roasting coffee? I, I want to make sure to give credit. I wasn't that good. Well, you had a sponsor, right? Right, but I still wasn't that good. I mean, when you don't win anything or make any money while you're doing it and you're just in for the ride, I'm just saying. Tim. Because I wasn't that good. Tim. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Now, the point's taken. I, I think the free thinking method, I mean, there are also a bunch of bunch of people who ride motorcycles that do this. Like the, the guys over at St. John's Coffee Roasting you, used to be regular bikers. And uh, Oblique, the owners of Oblique have been on bikes. Paper Tiger Roasters. Kenny from Paper Tiger Roasters. Hey, Kenny. Hey. <laughs> we do love Kenny. That's great coffee up in Vancouver, y'all. Oh, my gosh. Kenny is so awesome. It's really cool. You walk in. He has a small little shop. It's so intimate. So freaking rad. He actually pulled me a Cubano shot for the first time. I fell in love with it. And he makes his own in-house chai. Right. So delicious. Kenny it welcomes anybody in. And it just feels so great. So I love to have him on the show. You know what? Maybe we can get him to come on down sometime. I'll tell you what. So Kenny trained the person that was the head roaster at Hidden River over in uh, Camby. Uh-huh. Camby, Washington. And here's to the guys at Hidden River. Uh Brandon, good to hear from you. I was glad to talk to you last week. Hope you're doing well. Um, that's the thing is we all get to know each other, right? And this is why friendship is such an important part because we we want everybody to succeed in the business. And personally, the more great coffee we have, the better off we are, right? You know, and it's really interesting that you brought that up. All the people that I met at Coffee Fest, I even met Tyler Gill, I think I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. I'm terrible with last names. I'm terrible with names, so please forgive me. I met Tyler, who's the co-owner of Insomnia Coffee and Dapper Wise. Yeah, yeah, Tyler. Yeah, Tyler. He came into the shop. We had a great conversation. And for those who don't know, Insomnia is a cafe. Well, they have multiple locations. It's a cafe, but their roasting company is Dapper and Wise. And I really got to connect with Tyler, and it was a really great because he's in Hillsboro as well. 
and such an amazing guy. Uh, he came into the shop and I didn't recognize him at first. He's like, oh, hey, I'm Tyler. I'm the I'm the co-owner of Dapper Wise. Really great conversation with him and seeing the success that him and Evan, his co-partner, has been able to grow their business ha- is really amazing. Uh, Paul Thornton and his family involved with Thornton Family Roasters. Hey, Paul. Hey. Yeah. It's, it's so amazing. The one common theme as a new roaster that I hear from all other roasters is keep going. Yep. Keep yep. going. That is what I hear from every single person that I build these relationships on with all these other roasters and their roasting companies. They see, I know for me, they see what I do. They see my social media. They see what's going on and they say, keep going and because of that theme that is consistent that tells me that i'm in the right business i'm doing the right things it's just right now with the state of the economy and omicron and all this that it the growth is a little hard but that tells me not to give up and keep going yep i agree completely this is this is the thing is i think it's always been like that I think that kind of supportive thing has always been that way. I mean, you know, Blind Coffee Roasters has been around since 2012, and we couldn't do it without the help of other roasters. There's so many that have helped out there, you it's know? A, it, yeah, and it's a great resource. I mean, whether you're building a business in a pandemic or pre-pandemic or post, who knows? You have people that are encouraging you. They're seeing what you're doing. They see the progress that you're making. And to not stop and keep going. And I think that's a theme that kind of goes through the coffee industry. There's a lot of support in the coffee industry. So just in case anyone's wondering, I know that every time I go out of town, I walk away from a coffee roastery with at least one bag of coffee and t-shirt and a little support by the way i want to say a quick hello to mission coffee roasters in fremont california hello y'all thank you very much for a great cup of coffee if you're in san jose or fremont look for mission give that freely that's all opinion i was Uh, trying to take the last sip of my coffee i've got a i've got a better sip No, Tim and I were uh, drinking some Tea Town, which is my dark roast blend that is offered here at Office Evolution. By the way, it's really nice at Office Evolution. Anybody out there thinking about doing podcasting, need a place to go? You should call these guys. If you need a workspace to break away from the house and just get out of the house in general, come to Office Evolution. Yeah, come here. It's a nice place to go. Yes. Um, so I'm going to end up the show today with a couple of shout outs. And we've done a bunch of of shout outs but we're going to do a bunch more first of all just a quick thank you to brenda again at sylvie island for coming in last week and giving us an amazing podcast um just sounded fantastic and anybody that's out there you ought to listen to it's a great show lots of good information i also want to uh, give a shout out to coro in berkeley This is a co-roasting space cooperative, kind of like what we do, but in Berkeley, California. Uh, They are giving people a chance to sell their coffee off the shelf. Brilliant. 
Super nice people down there. If you're in the Bay Area, go find Coro. They've got some great roasters that can use your support. Yes, absolutely. I just want to, not so much a shout out, but appreciation for gratitude for people that have been supporting myself and Ellie and Marie and Drop Temp as well. It's, it's definitely hard times for everybody. And I feel like I've been feeling the effects of how my business has been affected during this pandemic more than a lot of people. I know that your business has been doing pretty good and hats off to you. Like it's really amazing to, to see like how your growth has been. It's been really amazing. And you've been established for a couple of years. Yeah. And as a newer coffee roasting brand, trying to get that growth, um, really get that rock and roll and has had its challenges. I'm, I'm feeling the, the true challenges of being a business owner, right? But I just want to say thank you for all your help. I also wanted to say thank you to, again, all my customers that support us. I thank the people who are rallying behind Drop Temp and listeners that are listening to our podcast that are, have been enjoying the show, appreciate what we have to say. Some may agree and some may disagree, but that's okay. At the end of the day, you're listening to the podcast. You are appreciating the insight that Tim and I both have. So thank you so much for supporting us in that way. Just my family is also an appreciation for them because I know I have sacrificed a lot. You know, I try to balance time with my six-year-old son, Ethan, and my husband. And really, my husband has been the foundation of Elliot and Murray because he has sacrificed so much because he believes in my dream and believes in my passion and that he lets me continue on with my dream, even though he doesn't drink coffee. He knows that there's something special about Elliot and Murray. So it's really my love and appreciation for him and for my son. Well, here's the family. We can't do it without the family, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know what? Thanks for a good podcast. I think we got to the end. Have a great week, everybody. We'll catch you next Tuesday or Wednesday. What do you think? Yeah, we'll see you then, guys. Peace out. Peace. Peace.